Design is central to any product team. Adobe's Creative Cloud webinars give you the expertise to run a successful product campaign from packaging to marketing. In the webinar, 3D Pro Tips for Graphic Designers and Illustrators, design expert Michael Tanzillo demonstrates building on 2D design principles and unlocking new levels of creativity and flexibility. Streamline your workflows to spend more time creating. Find out more at thepowerofteamworkpodcast.com. Adobe, changing the world through digital experiences. This is The Power of Teamwork, brought to you by Adobe. This season, we are diving deep into the culture of teams, from the nitty-gritty of collaboration to shared vision and culture. We hear from the biggest names in technology, entertainment, and business. These stories prove that success starts with we. HelloFresh is a meal kit business on a mission. Feed the world, but make it healthy and environmentally sustainable. Each time a box is delivered, there's a new recipe and fresh ingredients to cook a meal. The team at HelloFresh has carefully chosen each piece of the meal kit, from vendors to the cooking method and more. Collaboration has been what's allowed HelloFresh to really manifest uh, a pretty deep sustainability strategy connecting with people and letting them bring their own individual values into their jobs. Everybody cares about sustainability. They're just not sure how to get it done. In this episode, sustainability director Jeffrey Yorsik and director of culinary innovation Kristen Bryan share how out-of-the-box thinking about recipe design and the environment makes for delicious recipes that are easy to make, healthy, and sustainable. It takes a team to make it happen. I'm Kristen Bryan. I'm the Director of Culinary Innovation, and I have been at HelloFresh for about a year and a half. I manage amazing culinary product strategy and editorial teams. I'm Jeff Yorzik. I'm Senior Director of Sustainability at HelloFresh. I've been here for over five years now and essentially started the program here. So that is everything from greenhouse gas program to our waste management program out to responsible sourcing and our charity program and a whole lot of pieces in between. The HelloFresh mission is to change the way people eat forever, and we want to do that sustainably. So our business is still growing. We continue to learn and develop around that model uh, and keep figuring out how to make it more sustainable. But in the end, our business model really has quite a bit of uh, elimination of food waste in it. It optimizes a lot around the supply chain as well as distribution. Uh, so we've seen some great results. There's a, a life cycle assessment study we've done that demonstrated 30% reduction in carbon footprint versus making the same meal from food you would buy from the grocery store. There's a few different ways to create a sustainability organization within a company. You can either hire a small army of people and essentially have them in everybody's business or you can make it everybody's business. And at HelloFresh, we have a, a relatively small team. My team's about five people, but we're highly networked into the organization. So if there's a, a project to do something around recipe design, it's going to be Kristen's team that's going to be doing it. If there's a project around procurement, it's going to be the procurement team. If we're working on, you know, maybe trying to work on electric vehicles or something, that's going to be within the logistics team, bringing people's individual values to bear essentially is helping everybody understand how sustainability is part of their job versus this unique department that's trying to do something on the side. And that's a much more powerful approach. Kristen, how are you working with Jeff on a day-to-day -day basis? It's very important to our customers and to our company 
that we provide meals that are thoughtfully curated and are sustainable. They're assisting with reducing that carbon footprint that Jeff was mentioning. So we really take into consideration things like packaging, the number of ingredients in a dish. Let's see how flavorful we can make this, how fast, easy, fresh we can make this dish for our customer, serve them, provide that need that they have or fulfill that need that they have, but at the same time, be responsible and try to provide them with a way to make dinner that is sustainable at the same time. So, and, and meets our needs and theirs as well. We also are extremely sensitive to the fact that customers are wanting more plant-based food. And it's great because that is, again, one of our missions is to reduce that carbon footprint. And so we're excited about providing them with new vegan dishes, new vegetarian dishes. So yes, we are working on a regular basis with Jeff's team to deliver those exact meals that help us with our environmental initiatives. Love that. Now, for someone like me, when I think of sustainability, I'm thinking, you know, I come from digitizing paper processes, so removing paper and stuff like that. But sustainability isn't just about the boxes you put your food in. Can you talk a little bit more about the kinds of metrics that inform your work and how they help you make a greater impact? Sustainability is is data-driven at HelloFresh. Uh, we, as part of our research, we did a life cycle assessment with a global uh, consulting firm. Uh, in 2021 that essentially evidenced, you know, where is the carbon footprint and most of the impact of our product, as would probably be expected. Most of it was sitting in our supply chain, especially with a uh, production of food. Quite a bit of it was sitting in some of the logistics around that food and cooking of that food, as a matter of fact, on the customer end. So that really helped us focus in on what the key issues we needed to work on. So looking at our own facilities, looking at what we had control over, we moved the entire organization over to renewable electricity because that was something within our control. But our life cycle assessment then told us that really wasn't the biggest part of the impact. Uh, it was sort of staying in a field, chewing grass or growing out of the ground. And so that's really where our focus is pointed going forward. You know, we did want to get our own house in order before we started to talk to our supply chain about what they should be doing. But, you know, as along that, that evolution, our own operational footprint, we have decreased our carbon footprint per unit of revenue by 50% since uh, from 2019 to 2022. So met some very strong reduction goals. And then at the end of 2022, we joined the Science-Based Targets Initiative which is essentially a leadership initiative uh, globally across leading companies focused on maintaining a 1.5 degree pathway in accordance with the Paris Accord. I really think our culinary team is, their, their data-drivenness is day-to-day. On the culinary innovation team with Kristen, employees integrate data with their unique skills as chefs and food scientists. They design each recipe to perfection. I'm happy to say inform our development, our culinary development. So I'm very happy to mix the two. I think it takes a very skilled recipe developer to use both, and they do. We have some t- very, very talented individuals, culinarians who are on our team. They also have food science backgrounds. Some of them are former chefs, and they take that data, process it, and use it along with their innovative skills and their really total collective genius and create dishes that our customers love. And so we do put it out there. 
We do have the have a data funnel that comes back to us, and it gets very granular right down to the ingredient. So if an ingredient is particularly polarizing to our customers, we find ways to either use it differently or exclude it altogether. There's two major inherent challenges in the meal kit business. One is food waste. Two is carbon footprint. What roles do each of your teams have in working together to address food waste and carbon footprint? Like Jeff said, you, you really have to get your own house in order first, and then you can impart this way of thinking to customers and to your vendors. So we start from inside the kitchen, making sure that we are cooking sustainably, responsibly. We don't have any food waste here because we recycle all of our food waste in our test kitchen. But then we also partner with Jeff's team to execute on these programs like Meals with Meaning and Hunger Matters. And we are partnering to do a culinary training initiative with a kids camp this summer. So there's just all kinds of things that we partner with Jeff's team to make sure that we really have, if we have some overage, um, it goes into our Meals with Meaning boxes. So we don't want that food to spoil. We don't want it to be discarded. We want people to eat it and enjoy it. And we want to provide nutrition and full tummies. You know, we really want folks to have that food. So that Meals with Meaning program, I think for me, is probably the most impactful part of our collaboration with Jeff's team, because I know that all of the additional ingredient, all those ingredients matter. They are really going to those who need it and not going to waste. In 2022, we did pilot basically like a recipe carbon tag for our customers to see what the low carbon recipes on the menu are. We're still working through the, the back-end pieces required to enable that, but our goal is essentially to have a recipe calculator so when a chef is looking at the nutritionals and the cost elements of a recipe, they're actually able to see the carbon footprint of it as well. There are pieces we can do on our side from reducing carbon within our supply chain to engaging with our culinary team to develop lower carbon recipes, and frankly, even to engaging with our customers to guide them towards lower carbon options in the first place. The recipe calculator is where Jeffrey and Kristen's teams both really shine. So there's multiple places that we can intervene and the culinary and sustainability team are really collaborating usually around that recipe design piece because that's their core competency within the organization. I think Kristen's been a little bit humble here, but frankly, that team can pivot on a dime if they need to. If we need to change out a veg, if we need to change something out in a recipe, they're able to respond very, very quickly, move through the editorial and studio pieces to create recipe cards for that and get that to our customers really rapidly when they need to. And that's exactly what happened in the pandemic. This team is pretty agile. Kristen, let's talk about you're pumping out some new recipes that you and your team has designed. Were there criterias to fit those new recipes that you had to meet? Or how did you go about designing those? There is always criteria <laughs> for our recipes. Our recipes are extremely intentional because we have so much data on what our customers would like to have and would like to eat, how they want to prep their food, how much time they want to prep their food. So yes, that we, we have a product strategy team that actually writes a culinary brief. We do 
plan the types of recipes that we're going to be providing to our customers every year on end on a quarterly basis. So that culinary brief is written and it's sent over to the culinary managers who then work with their recipe developers to develop those recipes. And they are all extremely specific and have gone through some rigorous research prior to being actually developed and tested in the test kitchen. So when you're selecting suppliers for new recipes, say say you try some butter lettuce and your teams go, mm. my my God, this is the best butter lettuce I've ever had. Is like that how you choose your ingredients? <laughs> if you think about our volume, we have layers of vendors for specific ingredients because we do have such a large volume and we want to make sure that we can, you know, if we use butter lettuce, everybody gets the same butter lettuce or at least something very similar. We do go to our procurement team often with special requests. I personally would love to have ramps for ramp season, but I was told no, (laughs) probably not going to happen, but um, there are things that they will try to go get for us that we really want. Like we just got goat cheese, which I love. HelloFresh onboarding process is really this incredible partnership between our procurement and our quality teams. They spend quite a bit of time vetting our suppliers. There is no supplier that has not seen a HelloFresh face at their facilities. So we do visit all of them. And the onboarding process really has a large number from meeting our very stringent quality requirements to meeting availability and sustainability requirements that are all programmed essentially through that procurement team and down into the quality team onboarding process. I think one of the most fun recipes we have, it's a pasta recipe. And I love it because it's simple. I I don't know about you all, but I personally, when I go home, I do have HelloFresh for dinner, but I want it to be fast because I've been in the kitchen all day. And I love this recipe because we uh, make these beautiful little zucchini ribbons. So it feels very elevated, like you went to a restaurant for dinner, but you didn't. You made it in your own kitchen. So that's a great recipe. We had A developer actually a year or so ago developed that particular recipe and it's done very, very well. We also have a firecracker meatball dish that is probably one of our most popular dishes on our menu. And that actually came about because we had a few recipe developers decide to go to happy hour together and they tasted firecracker sauce and decided we have to do something with this. We have to replicate this in the kitchen. So yeah, there's a lot of ideation that goes on in exploratory work in our kitchen. And at the end of the day, delicious things happen. Kristen, can you tell us about the people on your team, the culinary managers? How do their skills fit into the bigger picture? Yeah, they're amazing. My culinary managers have very diverse backgrounds between all of them, probably 60 years maybe of culinary experience and business experience. So they have food science backgrounds. Several of them have been business owners themselves, worked for famous chefs. I have one culinary manager who worked for Food Network. They have skill sets that are super unique and they do a beautiful job of helping the recipe developers disseminate data and turn that into really innovative food. And it's pretty amazing, actually, to watch it happen. If you are enjoying this episode of The Power of Teamwork, you'll love the webinars from Adobe Document Cloud. Learn how the Adobe PDF can better suit your workflow. In the webinar, five ways to work smarter with Adobe Acrobat, 
you'll learn to edit text and images, merge documents, protect your information, and more. That's the power of Adobe Acrobat, the all-in-one PDF and e-signature solution. HelloFresh got started in 2011. The company has been around for just about 12 years. The last few are worth bragging about. With Jeffrey's direction, the company has made huge progress towards their sustainability goals. Those improvements aren't just about the food. Their efforts stretch to operations, waste management, and customer satisfaction. How do you measure success? What numbers or improvements have you seen that speak to the success of your team? HelloFresh had food waste and carbon intensity goals from 2019 to 2022. We essentially reduced our carbon impact per unit of revenue by 50%. We reduced our food waste uh, impact by unit of revenue as well. So, you know, those are more the environmental side. I did work very actively in basically switching the HelloFresh operation side over into renewable electricity. So making that switch to help us to meet our goals around climate, as well as supporting emerging development of renewable energy that we believe in in the first place. Then in terms of how we measure things, I mean, our, we have a number of internal goals, but certainly we look at what percent of our unused uh, food every week gets donated into the communities where we do business. How do we maximize against that from a percentage basis? I know our procurement team is trying to figure out how to minimize the unused surplus in the first place. We're trying to figure out how to donate as much of it as possible. And then if we can't donate it, then we're trying to figure out how much of it can we divert from landfill. Uh, there's some great technologies coming out, biogas generators and some of these pieces that create energy from food waste, which we're really heavily tied to right now. We we'll certainly seek it out wherever we can. And then on the charity side of our program, you know, we look at the partners we're doing work with and, and the number of meals we're able to mobilize into the community. In 2020, when we launched our Meals with Meaning program, we were able to donate 750,000 meals into the communities where we do business. In 2022, that grew to 1.5 million. And then in 2023, that came up to 2 million meals. So really our ability to support these communities and help the food insecure as our local municipalities are working to bring those people out of food insecurity. You know, our charity programs have been this incredible public-private partnership that we hadn't planned for. It just occurred as we tried to figure out how to solve the problem. So there's different metrics, of course, for different programs. But yeah, I do work across all of that. And Kristen, same, same question to you. Like, how do you measure success as a culinary director? I really look at operational efficiencies and productive efficiencies because we're continually trying to optimize resources and put out the, the most quality product we can, but as efficiently as possible. Some of the other metrics we're using are metrics that our consumer insights team provides to us, and that's basically customer feedback in the way of scores, recipe scores. There's several different ways we measure and use metrics to measure productivity and customer enthusiasm for our food and feedback in general. So we, we stay very close to our customer base, have customers who actually write into us. We did, I, I have to tell you this one story, we had this really sweet child who wrote us a letter and it came to our office and they insist that we need to basically 
come clean with the pickled onion. And they said, pickled onion is onion. It is not a pickle. So I don't know why you tell me it's a pickled onion. And um, we, our culinary manager actually wrote this child back uh, a letter. That's the fun feedback. But yes, we do. We get, we have social media. Uh, We have a lot of comments on social media and we have our culinary team on social media as much as possible. Just engage. I love that feedback. And is it the same for you, Jeff? Or do you stay out of that part? No, we do. We see we see some customer feedback on the sustainability side, but frankly, the majority of it is around flavor, convenience, uh, maybe cost. Uh, sustainability comments tend to follow after that. As you might imagine, they tend to focus on packaging because that's the thing that customers have to handle personally. Uh, so they have a personal experience with it and they're not hesitant to tell us about any dislike they have of it. Certainly, we continue to do our best to use those comments to find new ways to either motivate our teams or to respond to what customers are asking for. There's some really interesting challenges in food just in that food quality and safety has to come first. uh, And that really limits some of our packaging choices, but where we see emerging new packaging out there. So a lot of our work ends up being on the communicating outward to customers, though, helping them understand what we're doing, how we've switched over to renewable energy, how we help them fight food waste. Not everybody really understands how a, a meal kit might be better especially if they feel like there's a negative packaging implication. They might not fully understand that there's a lower carbon footprint to eating this way, that they're saving food waste by eating this way, and there's multiple other benefits, as well as helping support some of the communities that we're working with. So we generally spend a fair amount of time educating them. And then even beyond our customers, we spend quite a bit of time aggregating sustainability data or ESG data, known as environmental, social, and governance. We spend quite a bit of time working with our internal teams to make sure we're communicating that to investors and the investment community properly, because that's a very high interest item for investors these days. Now, compassion doesn't always factor into business decisions, especially when tackling big problems. But I keep hearing all of these sustainability initiatives, giving back to the community, people that are maybe a little bit less fortunate or going through hard times, really helping them out. How do you think teams across the company show this core value of compassion? We have quite a few internal programs and we have a very diverse workforce. And after being here a year and a half, HelloFresh works very hard at making sure that they are meeting needs, not just for our customers, but for what we consider our internal customers, um, our employees. So yes, I mean, Garrett, when you say compassion, there is a ton of compassion at this company and everyone in every department has an opportunity to participate in programs that Jeff's team is involved in, not only the sustainability programs, but in other programs that support our culture, our diverse workforce. I don't think, Jeff, you give your team, you're you're giving yourself as, as much credit as you should. Everyone in our company knows the sustainability team. His team is small but mighty, but they have developed these amazing cross-functional relationships with just about every department in our company. And and that's not just at headquarters either. That's in the distribution centers across the U.S. What are some core philosophies or guiding principles that other businesses could take away from to implement into their business strategy when it comes to sustainability, when it comes to carbon footprint? We can get down a certain train of thought very easily. 
Whereas if you've got a, a team working on something, somebody had an idea that wasn't taken seriously enough previously that they can bring to bear when we have to pivot. And so there's a lot more ideas at the table. So really making sure we're talking to them on a regular basis so that we can be very agile as we're moving through things. I think it's important to harness the collective genius in your team and then give them the space to really run with it. Those are, those are some of our core values as a company. For more sustainability news, check out the HelloFresh website and follow Kristen Bryan and Jeffrey Yorsik on LinkedIn. The Power of Teamwork is brought to you by Adobe, leaders in collaboration for more than 40 years. If you liked this episode, please leave us a rating and a review. And don't forget to subscribe. To learn more about the power of teamwork and the guests you heard on this episode, visit our website at powerofteamworkpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.